This is rated NSFW, not safe for work, at least not without earbuds. It contains violence, grown-up language, and situations, and may not be suitable for small children. The following presentation was created in the spirit that humor can be a light in our lives, even in the darkest of times. We dedicate this production to all those who have lost and suffered, as well as those who have helped and healed during this ongoing health crisis. Good evening. You are listening to IBS. I'm gothic horror cartoonist and Eddie Poe creator Edgar Allan Poe. The story I present tonight is one of perseverance and indomitable will of the human spirit even in the face of seemingly insurmountable calamity. It's also a story about a party, because, hey, who doesn't love parties, right? I know I do. The lights and the music and the social stimulation, it all really peaches my cobbler. In fact, I recall one especially sordid soiree when a young Victor Hugo put on one of Mary Shelley's dresses and started chasing poor Charles Dickens all around the parlor. <laughs> Oh, did we ever have ourselves a good laugh over that one, I? Oh, sorry. It seems I'm rambling, aren't I? Just one moment. I'm afraid I never feel quite myself until I've had my medicinal dose of cocaine. Ah, yes! Yes! Ah, now that's the stuff. <laughs> And now a bit of morphine to take the edge off. Yes, perfect. <coughs> now, as I was saying, tonight's taut tale of the macabre centers around bosom friendship, triumph in the face of adversity, and more than a few passing references to sexual proclivity. As always, I will be offering up some rather poignant commentary every now and again to properly pad out the runtime. And so, for your listening pleasure, I now present to you a story very near and dear to my own black heart. It's The Mask of the Polychrome Death, Eddie Poe. Our story takes place during that terrible year when the entire country was plunged in the grips of the most hated and horrible pestilence to ever scour the land. We join a young Lionel Van Schmelt as he occupies himself in the schoolyard, scribbling a document of some great import. I, Lionel Van Schmelt, being of sound mind and body, to hereby bequeath to my big sister, Annabelle Lucy, all of my collectible Catholic Church trading cards. Except, of course, for my Pope Leo I rookie card, which I mean to be buried with. Lionel, there you are. I haven't seen you for days. Why haven't you been at school? 
Do you live under a rock, Eddie Poe? The schools have been closed. Classes are canceled. Hmm. That would explain why attendance has been so scarce lately. What is it that you're writing there? I'm just updating my last will and testament. I want to make sure all of my affairs are in order before I shuffle off this mortal coil. Oh, don't be so dour, Lionel. You didn't by chance leave anything to me, did you? Stop right there, Eddie Poe. Don't come a step closer. Lionel, what's the matter with you? Don't tell me you're still wary because I tried to kill you in that pit with that pendulum. I thought we put that nastiness behind us. While the memories of that incident should give me pause, no. I'm just practicing social distancing. You have to stay at least two meters away from me or we risk spreading the contagion. Contagion? What contagion? Good gravy, Eddie Poe. Don't you watch the news? We're in the middle of a pandemic. A pandemic? Oh, oh no. What's a pandemic? <sighs> a pandemic is a worldwide spreading of an infectious disease. Ah, you mean like Beatlemania? No, it's the spreading of an affliction, a malady. Ah, so more like Biebermania. No, Eddie Poe. I'm talking about the chromavirus. The chromavirus? What the devil is that? It's a terrible illness that's sweeping the nation. First, you get this awful nagging cough and chest pains, typically accompanied by a mild fever. Well, that doesn't sound all that bad. Next, your bowels completely loosen and your skin breaks out in this bright, multicolored rash. Hence the name, chromavirus. I see. Then your tongue starts to swell up in your mouth, and your eyeballs explode out of your head like two erratic ping-pong balls. Oh, my. And then your genitals shrivel up into dust, and your anus turns inside out, and your brain zoos out of your... Uh, okay, okay. Uh, enough, Lionel. Enough. I get the picture. A lot of very bad stuff happens. But that's not the worst of it, Eddie Poe. That's not the worst of it? Your genitals shriveling up into dust isn't the worst of it? At the end of this most horrible disease, after your body has been reduced to a pathetic, polychromatic mess, then you die. Die? Well, geez, I suppose after my anus has turned inside out, I would consider that to be something of a mercy. It's a terrible disease, Eddie Poe, leaving an enormous swath of brightly colored corpses in its wake. That's how it's earned its notorious nickname, the Polychrome Death. The Polychrome Death? That's not very intimidating, is it? This is serious, Eddie Poe. As we speak, the chromavirus is ravaging nations around the world. Out of precaution, all gatherings of three or more people have been canceled. Oh, I'm certain everyone is just blowing this whole thing out of proportion. I don't think so, Eddie Poe. They've even closed down all the bars and restaurants in town. The bars, too? Well, that certainly explains why my mother has been home lately. I can't believe you would make jokes at a time like this. Don't you see how serious this is? People all over the country are terrified. I'm sorry, Lionel, but this is just my way of coping with anxiety. You have your security silk cape, and I have my morose sense of humor. That in a little dab of laudanum every now and then. Well, due to the chromavirus outbreak, all events have been canceled or postponed for the next six weeks. Six weeks? But Lionel, my birthday is tomorrow. You're still coming to my party, aren't you? I'm sorry, Eddie Poe, but it looks like your birthday party is going to have to wait until all of this blows over. 
But what about the other kids? You don't think they're going to miss my birthday party too, do you? Eddie Poe, there are more important things at stake right now than your stupid birthday party. But, but... Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to drop this off in the mail and get home before curfew. I suggest you do the same. I can't believe this. More important than my birthday? <laughs> Lionel doesn't know what he's talking about. He's letting this silly mass hysteria whip him into some kind of frenzy. I'm sure the rest of the gang will be much more rational about this. Who is it? It's Eddie Poe. Eddie Poe? What are you doing here? Don't you know there's a mandatory curfew in place? I thought I'd swing by and see if you were still coming to my birthday party. <laughs> your birthday party? <laughs> not on your life. I'm not going anywhere with this chromavirus going around. But Annabelle Lucy, don't you think you're overreacting just a little bit? Uh-uh, Eddie Poe. I saw what they said on the news. I like my anus just the way it is, thank you very much. Now you better get out of here. You could be contaminating my front stoop as we speak. But, 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 Annabelle Lucy. I'm not going to ask nicely again. But, Annabelle Lucy, please. <laughs> and stay out! Good gravy. It appears everyone is so wrapped up in this chromavirus scare, no one will be coming to my birthday party tomorrow. Why does everything bad always have to happen to me? <gasps> Wait a minute! I have an idea. I know how I can get everyone to overcome their fear of this silly infection and still come to my birthday party. And so Eddie Poe wasted no time getting his house ready for the party. The next day he called up all his friends and told them to come over to his house immediately. Good gravy, my guests should be arriving any minute now, and I need to make sure everything is absolutely perfect. That must be them! Why, Lionel, hello! I'm glad you could make it. Of course, Eddie Poe. What else are friends for? Quite. Come in, come in. Annabelle Lucy Schrodinger! Spearmint Sally and her suspiciously constant companion, Darlene! How good of you all to come! Yeah, yeah, Eddie Poe. We all came as soon as we got your message. Fantastic. Step right inside, won't you? You can hang up your coats and face masks there by the door. Forgetting someone, Eddie Poe? Oh! Oh, 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 no, of course not. How good it is to see you, uh... Benjamin. Benjamin. Benjamin, yes, of course. Come on, man. We've been in the same class for years now. The least you could do is learn my name. Of course I know your name, Benjamin. I was just testing you, that's all. You tested me to see if I know my own name. Yes. Now, how can I help you? Well, I heard that you called all the other kids in town and told them you had a miracle cure for the coronavirus. Is that right? Oh, uh, yes. Yes, that's correct. But I noticed you didn't bother to call me. Oh, well, that's because it was Lionel's job to call and tell you. 
So sorry to hear that he didn't do so. You know what a closet racist he can be. Uh, please, please come right in. Thank you. I'm really glad you're here. This party needed a touch of diversity. Sir, don't you find it a little strange that Eddie Poe's house is decorated with all of these ribbons and streamers? Yeah, Darlene. Now that you mention it, that is a little strange. Hey, Ed, what's with all these ribbons and streamers everywhere? You having some kind of party? You could say that, Spearmint Sally. I figured we'd all celebrate the chromavirus vaccine together by having a little happy inoculation party. Uh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. But sir, don't you also find it a little strange that all of these decorations say happy birthday? Yeah, Darlene, you're right. Hey, Ed, how come all of these decorations say happy birthday on them, huh? Well, uh, you try finding decorations that say happy inoculation on them. I had to make do with what they had. Satisfied, Darlene? Thoroughly, sir. All right, Eddie Poe, you've wasted enough of our time now. Where is this supposed miracle cure you discovered, huh? Yeah, where is it? Patience, my dear friends, patience. Each of you will be vaccinated in due time. But first, I thought maybe we could play a few inoculation party games. What do you say? Inoculation party games? Yes, you know, like find the syringe in the haystack or... Pin the limb on the leper. Come on, Eddie Poe. We didn't come here to play any of your stupid games. Yeah, Ed. Where's the vaccine? Yeah, give it to us. All right, my friends. Ask and you shall receive. Here is the miracle vaccine for the chromavirus. Ta-da! Uh, Eddie Poe, those are just Tide Pods that you've written chromavirus vaccine on in Magic Marker. Nuh-uh, I used a Sharpie. God damn it, Eddie Poe, where is the real chromavirus vaccine? Yeah. Um, well, you see, um... Eddie Poe, you do really have a vaccine for the chromavirus, don't you? I, uh... My friends, I can carry on this sinister charade no longer. I'm afraid there is no vaccine for the chromavirus. What? That's right. It was just something I made up so you would all come to my birthday party. Why? Of all the dishonest, low-down, no-good tricks! Don't you realize how this might have endangered all of your friends? Please, my friends, please. Don't you see that you've all fallen victim to mass hysteria? I mean, this is exactly like that silly Katmandu flu scare we had last year, remember? The Katmandu flu killed over 40,000 people! Or, or those stories of the supposed picklepox that was making the rounds. That killed 60,000! And don't get me started on that so-called beaver fever outbreak a few months back. The beaver fever was the worst of all! <gasps> Chew! I still haven't entirely gotten over that one. Can't you see that these are all just hoaxes spread by the liberal media to whip you into a panic? How can you say that, Eddie Poe? Your very own sister Sadie just died from the chromavirus last week. Oh yes, now that you mention it, I do recall that. But it's not as if everyone who contracts the chromavirus dies, right? It has a mortality rate of 96.7%. There you see. So that still leaves a 3.3% chance of survival. Those are very bad odds, Ed. Yes, well, it's a, a risk I'm willing to take. 
Why are we just standing around arguing with this bolt head? We could be risking contamination every second. Man, let's get the hell out of here. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's right. go. Huh. To think I could be home binge watching Neil deGrasse Tyson's Cosmos right now. I can't believe you do something like this to your friends, Ed. I can believe it, sir. Oh, yeah. You're right, Darlene. This is certainly in line with Ed's normal character, isn't it? Wait, Annabelle Lucy, don't touch that doorknob. Why not? I have to disinfect it first. There you go. All set. Thank you, Schrodinger. Aren't you going to give me a kiss now? No, Annabelle Lucy, I don't think that's such a good idea. Oh, because of the risk of infection? No, because I can't stand you. Uh, hey! Something's wrong with this stupid door! It won't open! Let me try. Oh, she's right, it won't even budge. Oh my god, we're all trapped in here! Ah! <laughs> Ah, yes, the infamous polychrome death episode. One of my personal favourites. Of course, it was incredibly controversial, seeing as there was, in fact, a very serious outbreak of the chromavirus at the time of production. Many critics denounced the piece as insensitive and accused me of exploiting a terrifying situation to my own ends, which, of course, I was. But... What I think they failed to realize was that the piece was really my way of exercising my own apprehensions about the escalating crisis. I believe the expression I'm looking for is whistling past the graveyard, which incidentally is another beloved pastime of mine, which has brought me a lot of public criticism. Anyhow, ultimately the joke was on us because... It turned out one of the child actors we used to voice the kids had been exposed to the malady during a week-long trip to the Serengeti. As a result, every member of the cast was eventually infected and subsequently perished. Tis, tis, tis a tragic thing. As for myself, I was mercifully spared because, of course, famous authors like myself are always treated with the highest of priorities in cases of medical emergency. They rushed me to nearby Mount St. Helens Hospital, which is, conveniently enough, located deep inside the heart of Mount St. Helens itself and therefore closed to the public. Reserved only for celebrities and politicians, you know. Very hush-hush. Despite that obvious unpleasantness, I'd like to think that everyone had a really good time. I know I did. Help us! Help! We're trapped in here! Right you are, Annabelle Lucy. I think you will find escape quite impossible. You see, while we were all talking... I asked Snoopy the anthropomorphic basset hound and Woodraven the Woodraven to weld all the doors and windows in the house shut. <laughs> you did what? That's right. You will find there are means for neither ingress nor egress from this place. 
Thus, you will all be forced to stay inside with me and help celebrate my birthday together. Help! Help! Somebody please open this door! You open this door this instant, you mangy anthropomorphic mutt! <laughs> Yuck! Dog germs! I've been contaminated! I've been infected! I've been defiled! Somebody get the hot water! Somebody get the iodine! Somebody get the straitjacket. Your disgusting dog contaminated me, Eddie Poe! Oh, stop it, Annabelle Lucy. Snooby couldn't infect you even if he wanted to. Dogs are totally immune to the chromavirus. <laughs> Please, my friends, can't you see this is all for the best? How's that, Ed? Well, while we're in here, the chromavirus is out there, you see. We're sealed safely within, while the dreaded polychrome death is without. We can hold up in here for as long as it takes for the infection to run its course. But what if one of us is already infected? Bah, that's impossible. Everyone in here is as healthy as an ox. But Edgar, the oxen were the first to die, remember? Oh. Besides, the symptoms of the chromavirus could take a long time to appear. Any of us may already be infected and we'd never even know it. That's right. Every single person in this room is already infected. <laughs> Unless they're not. <sighs> well, which is it, Schrodinger? Is everyone infected or not? Exactly. I don't follow. It's both. What do you mean? How can it be both? Good gravy, Eddie Poe. Until someone has taken the test that proves whether they're infected or not, then they are both infected and not infected at the same time. Oh, I grow weary of your silly quantum physics jokes, Schrodinger. I'm afraid Schrodinger is right, Eddie Poe. Until we know whether a person is or isn't infected, it's best we assume the worst and just stay away from each other. That's right. We have to treat every person as a potential threat to our physical well-being. Now let us out of here or I'll start being a direct threat to your physical well-being right now! I'm afraid that's impossible, Annabelle Lucy. Snooby has already welded the door shut from the outside. There is no way he could possibly let us out now. <laughs> Eddie Poe, if Snooby is inside with us, how is it that he could weld the doors shut from the outside? Well, uh... Um... Stop asking ridiculous questions and just try to have fun, okay? This is a party, after all. We have enough provisions to survive here for months, if need be. Months? <laughs> Man, I ain't gonna be trapped in this house with you white people for months. Must be out of your damn mind. Are you sure you bought enough supplies for all of us, Ed? I'm quite certain, Spearmint Sally. I cleared out every shelf at the bulk barn. Bought up every single unit of ramen, noodles, disinfectant, and toilet paper that they had. But won't other people need those supplies urgently? Bah! To hell with other people. If they wanted to survive, they should have panic bought like I did. Well, at least all that toilet paper will come in handy when our bowels loosen. There you go, Schrodinger. Now you're starting to look on the bright side. Huh. How queer. I wonder who that could be. Uh, who, who is it? It's Slobbo. Oh, good gravy, it's Slobbo. Slobbo? You mean the dirtiest, nastiest, filthiest kid in town? The same. Yuck, that kid is so grimy, he has his own personal stink cloud that follows him wherever he goes. If there's anyone who's already infected, it has to be him. That's right. I mean, he never washes his hands. He never washes anything. 
Eddie Paul, are you in there? Uh, uh, no, Slavo, sorry. I'm afraid there isn't anyone home at the moment. You'll just have to come back some other time. Oh, come on. I heard you had some kind of miracle vaccine for the coronavirus. No, Slavo. I'm afraid that was just a vicious lie meant to trick all my friends into spending my birthday with me. Go away, Slavo. Yeah, this is a contagion-free zone. Unless it isn't. But I'm not contaminated, I swear. I feel positively pink. Pink? Ah! No, no, I mean pink as in robust. Yeah, right. Even if you weren't infected, Slobo, nobody could stand being locked up in the same house as you. Aw, oh, come on, you guys. Please let me in. Look, I even brought you this lovely flower. A flower? That's right. On my way over here, I met this nice gentleman sitting against a tree. And he gave me this flower and told me to tell all of my friends that their day of deliverance was at hand. Uh, Slabo, this nice gentleman you met, he didn't happen to be wearing a full-length Technicolor dream cloak, did he? Why, yes. Now that you mention it, he was dressed in a rather dapper cloak of many colors. Uh-huh. And he wasn't, by chance, shuffling a deck of tarot cards in a gravely ominous fashion? Yes, actually, he was. Uh-huh. And I suppose that he was also waxing poetic about the impending extermination of all mankind. Yes, yes, that's the fellow. Say, did he give all of you a flower, too? <laughs> Slabo, that was the polychrome death. He's the one spreading this chromavirus in the first place. Ooh, that settles it, Slabo. You get out of here this instant. We don't want anyone who would associate with the earthly personification of a world-ending plague at our party. Yeah. Go and die in the street someplace else, you filthy piece of crud. Aw, oh, jeez. It seems like nobody wants to be friends with somebody with abhorrent levels of personal hygiene anymore. Ah, <sighs> there, you see. Aren't you happy that we're all safe in here, rather than outside with that cloaked fellow and slobbo? I guess you're right, Ed. But it's going to get awful boring being cooped up like this. What are we going to do for fun? I can think of a few things, sir. Not now, Darlene. Why, we could do all sorts of fun things. Schrodinger here can play his piano for us. Isn't that right, Schrodinger? I'm not your personal symbol, monkey, waiting to dance for you every damn minute of the day, Eddie Poe. I see. Well, no matter. We still have access to one of the oldest and most ancient forms of entertainment known to man. The television. Uh, what's wrong with your TV, Ed? Confound this infernal device. It's always on the fritz. There, that seemed to do the trick. See, it's working perfectly now. Ah, look, it's President Ronald Crump making an address to the nation. But oh no! It looks as if President Crump has come down with the chromavirus himself. Look how sickly orange he's become. No, that's how he always looks. It's that lousy cheap spray tan of his. Ah, never mind then. Let's see what else is on. Oh, it's our favorite children's educational program, Serenity Street, featuring everyone's favorite cheap knockoff puppets, the Krasunka Wonkas. Geez, Archduke how many corpses does that bring us up to today? <laughs> Dim, uh, 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 Dim corpses. Okay, next. <laughs> We're all gonna die. Oh, 
Now here's something to get our minds off this unpleasantness. It's one of my all-time favorite George Romero films, The Crazies. Uh, Eddie Poe? That's MSNBC. Okay, I think that's enough television for today. Uh, why don't we play some kind of party game to keep our minds occupied? What did you have in mind? What about spin the bottle? I'm game if you are, sir. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure spin the bottle is especially sanitary, Spearmint Sally. Drats. Oh, I've got one. I know the perfect game. What is it, Ed? Well, it's a doozy I've cooked up for just such an occasion. First, we'll need five daggers. Uh... Then we take one of the daggers and lace the blade with a powerful poison that kills in under five seconds. The other four are just regular old harmless daggers, you see. Uh, Eddie Poe? Then each player takes their choice of dagger and makes a cut on their forearm. And whoever has the poison dagger loses. (laughs) Doesn't that sound fun? But won't whoever gets the poison dagger die? Oh, yes, excruciatingly. Uh, maybe we should think of some other game to play, Ed. Aw, no one ever wants to play the dagger game with me. Oh, I know! Why don't we have a costume party? How delightful! But where are we supposed to get costumes? I know! There's a bunch of old thanks-a-wayne costumes upstairs in Sadie's closet. I'm sure we could each scrap something together and hold our very own masquerade. All right, Ed. Let's go upstairs and check it out. Another source of controversy surrounding this production was the choice to include the character of Ronald Crump, who, obviously, was a rather blatant parody of the then real-world president, Ronald Frump. At the time, many attributed the severity of the coronavirus outbreak to Frump's ineptitude and gross incompetence. Unfortunately, President Trump was quick to crack down on any outspoken criticism of his policies, and it wasn't long before we discovered that our episode had been blacklisted, which is how it gained its reputation today as a lost episode. However, as luck would have it, President Trump would soon be ousted from office in the next presidential election by the Democratic candidate, the guy from those Can You Hear Me Now ads, who had the dubious distinction of being one of the few members of the left to have survived the global pandemic. (laughs) It was indeed a strange time. It looks like our masquerade is ready to begin. You see, Lionel, I told you this party would be a good idea. I suppose you're right, Eddie Poe. If we didn't take our minds off the chromavirus every now and then, we're liable to go insane. Look at me. I'm Aphrodite, the goddess of beauty and love. Oh, Schrodinger, would you like me to cast one of my love spells on you? The fact that you would have to resort to sorcery in order to manipulate my affection toward you is just the kind of sociopathy that brought the Greek gods down in the first place. And who are you, Schrodinger? Beethoven? Bach? Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart? Stop trying to put me in a box, Annabelle Lucy. I'm not as one-dimensional as you give me credit for. I'm sorry. Please, tell me who you are. Franz Schubert, of course. Good gravy. Check out Spearmint Sally. 
I am Robin Hood, Ed, gallant and brave savior of Sherwood Forest. Fantastic! And Darlene, who are you? I'm Robin Hood's clandestine lover, Little John. I think you mean Robin's faithful sidekick, Little John, don't you? Oh, yes. Uh, yes, that's exactly what I meant. Okie dokie. I'd rather not open up that hornet's nest at the moment. Oh, look at Benjamin. He's dressed up like some sort of spaceman. I'm not a spaceman, Eddie Poe. I'm just wearing this spacesuit in case one of you really is contagious. I see. And, and Lionel, who are you supposed to be? Come on, Eddie Poe. Isn't it obvious? Uh, no. No, I, I don't think so. Really? I'm Nicholas Steno. Huh. Well, seeing as I don't know who that is... The Danish pioneer of geology and stratigraphy? Uh... His theory that successive layers of geological strata contained a fossil record of life in chronological order helped shape the field of paleontology as we know it. Oh, yes. That Nicholas Steno, of course... How silly of me. He also played a pivotal role in the Catholic Counter-Reformation. However did that costume get in our closet? Who are you dressed up as, Eddie Poe? Oh, me? I'm just a mummy. A mummy? Yes, well, I had to do something with those 400 rolls of toilet paper I bought from the bulk barn. Now, let our masquerade officially commence. Hey, Eddie Poe. You ever notice that whenever we all dance together, we all stick rigidly to a single dance move? Actually, Lionel, I hadn't given it much thought before now. But now that you mention it... (coughs) Wait a minute! Stop! Stop the music! Who was that? It was Annabelle Lucy. She just started coughing out of nowhere. (gasps) Annabelle Lucy! She's starting to show the first signs of infection. (coughs) You boltheads! It isn't the chromavirus! It's just consumption! I've had it since I was born, remember? I don't know, Annabelle Lucy. This sounds a bit more serious than a little routine case of consumption. I'll be fine. <coughs> it'll, it'll pass in a few minutes. You'll see. What should we do? I'm not sure. Well... According to the guidelines sent out by the WHO, as soon as someone starts to show signs of being infected, we're supposed to quarantine them away from others to reduce the risk of contamination. Good thinking, Spearmint Sally. Whose guidelines did you say these were? The WHO's. Yes, that's what I want to know. WHO? The name of the organization that set the guidelines. WHO WHO? You're beginning to sound like an owl, Spearmint Sally. Just tell me the name of the organization. WHO? Well, how the hell should I know? That's why I'm asking you. Oh, never mind. I suppose we should just concentrate on finding a place to cordon off poor Annabelle Lucy. Oh, no you don't. You aren't quarantining me any place. <coughs> the first person who lays a hand on me is getting punched in the nose. Now, now, Annabelle Lucy, please. This is for the greater good. Oh, screw the greater good. I only care about my own good. Just calm down, Annabelle Lucy. No one here is going to hurt you. Grab her! Get her! Don't let her get away! Grab her! Hold her down! Kick her a little! Let go of me! Let go! Let go! Where should we take her, Ed? I know. We can put her in the linen closet for the time being. Stop it! 
punch you guys so hard you'll swear there's three Sundays in a week. Let me go, you idiots! <coughs> it's just consumption, I tell you! Harmless consumption! Here, quickly, secure her tightly with these wrought iron restraints. Hey! Hey! Stop it! Okay, oh, I'm gonna get you guys for this if it's the last thing I do. Uh, Eddie Poe, how come your linen closet has wrought iron restraints? Well, you never know when such things will come in handy, do you? Sir, did you know Eddie Poe had a BDSM dungeon in his house, too? Sterling, it's neat on the Undine Day. You're making a terrible mistake! It isn't the chromavirus! <coughs> I feel fine! Sorry, Annabelle Lucy, but I'm afraid we can't afford to take that chance. So until you feel better, you're going to have to stay in here for a while. Yes, and to make sure you can't get out, we're going to brick you in nice and tight. You're gonna what? Everybody, grab a brick and trowel and get to work. No! Stop! Please! Listen to me. I don't have the chromavirus. I... Someone else chained up in here. Whose skeleton is that, Eddie Poe? Oh, just someone else who asked too many questions. Okay, understood. Oh, please, Schrodinger, don't let them do this to me. Help me. Bye, Annabelle Lucy. Oh, I'll get you for this, I'll... Ah, my eyes, my eyes. (laughs) Now he's infected too. What? I'm afraid Annabelle Lucy is right, Schrodinger. So... In you go. No! Now, hurry up. We have to finish bricking them in. Quick. No. Wait, please. Don't leave me in here with her. Ha. Now we're going to die together, just like Romeo and Juliet. Isn't that romantic? No! Ah, there. That ought to hold them for a while. Yeah, but now we better make sure to wash our hands. Good thinking, Lionel. The Who recommends that we sing a song while we wash our hands to ensure we scrub them long enough. Who? That's right. No, I mean, who recommends it? They certainly do. Oh, I grow tired of this silly game. Does anyone know a good, light-hearted tune to sing while we wash our hands? How about Ring Around the Rosie? Perfect, Arlene. I can't think of any dark connotations to that song at all. Ring around the rosy, pocket full of posy. Ashes, ashes, we all fall down. Excellent. Now that we've washed our hands of that situation... Out, damn spot, out, I say! We can resume our masquerade. Hooray! Hooray! Who's that new kid over there? I don't remember seeing him before. Who do you mean? That one over there, dressed in the conspicuously colorful cloak. Colorful cloak, you say? But I specifically forbade them from wearing anything colorful to this masquerade. Well, apparently not everybody got the memo. How dare he? Even to one such as myself, to whom life and death are equally jests, there are matters to which no jest can be made. 
I will go confront this miscreant at once. Hey, kid, how dare you insult us with this blasphemous mockery? Take off that costume this second. Hey, are you listening to me? How did you get in here? Quite easily. I simply walked through the back door. The back door? Snooby, did you remember to weld the back door shut as well? <sighs> you infuriating cur! What do I pay you for anyway? <clears throat> Ooh, the next time I need labor, remind me to hire a Labrador. Listen, you, I don't know who you are, but I'm afraid I'm going to have to ask you to leave. But I was invited to this place. Invited? By who? By you, Eddie Poe. Me? I don't remember inviting any ominous figures in colorful cloaks. I'm disappointed. I see you do not recognize me. Recognize you? Why should I? Who's under that mask? Is it Lygia? Or Squirmy? Or perhaps criminally underused cameo character Coconut Custard? No, none of them, I'm afraid. Then who? Ooh, taunt me no longer. Take off that mask and let me see your face. But death has no face, Eddie Poe. Death? Come, it is time for a new dance to begin. to them. It's like they've all suddenly come down with... Oh, no. That's right. <gasps> then that must mean you're... Yes. The polychrome death. Good gravy! I would have thought you would be glad at my arrival. After all, it is you who called me here. Me? Yes, you. When you tricked your friends into leaving the safety of their quarantines, it is you who sealed their fates. No, but I didn't think. I didn't think it was that serious. I just thought everyone was overreacting. And do you see where your ignorance has led them? Oh, what have I done? You asked before to see the face beneath this mask. Actually, all things considered, I think I'd prefer not. Death wears many faces, Eddie Poe. Tonight, this is the one I don. It's my own! That's right, Eddie Poe. The face of your friend's fate is yours. Look upon it and know you have sealed their dooms. No, oh, please! I'll do anything! Oh, it's too late for that. Oh, all I wanted was one lousy birthday party. I didn't want this. I didn't want to watch each and every one of my friends die before my eyes. Wait, what? Did you say die? <laughs> oh, Eddie Poe, I think there's been some mistake. Your little friends aren't going to die. They aren't? No, of course not. The chromavirus isn't fatal to children. It isn't? No! What kind of freaked-out weirdo do you think I am anyway? So, we were all worried over nothing? Well, no, not exactly. I mean, 
There are still countless others who are quite vulnerable to the- Hey guys, did you hear that? The chromavirus doesn't kill kids! It doesn't? No! We're all gonna be just fine! Then what are we doing staying cooped up inside like this? Let's go out and play some kickball! Yeah, let's go! No, wait, stop! You don't understand! You're still a serious danger to others! Hey, wait, wait a minute! Oh, goddamn selfish kids. Sic transit gloria mundi, thus passes the glory of the world. But I can't be ready, Bo. I'm gonna punch you right in the And that, I'm afraid to say, brings tonight's story to its conclusion. I do hope you've enjoyed it and perhaps learned just a little about yourselves along the way. And so, from all of us here at IBS, I'm gothic horror cartoonist Edgar Allan Poe, wishing you all a good fright. <laughs> Oh, oh, and and do be sure to stay tuned because coming up next is H.P. Lovecraft's white supremacist podcast, keeping the coloreds out of your space. It's the mask of the polychrome death. Eddie Poe was written, directed, and edited by Rob Maynard. It was inspired by the life works of Charles Schultz. Edgar Allan Poe's The Mask of the Red Death, and Roger Corman's 1964 film The Mask of the Red Death, based on characters created by Greg Talley, James Rowling, and Rob Maynard. This radio play featured the vocal talents of Greg Talley as Eddie Poe, Ron McAdams as Lionel Van Schmelt, Leanne Dietz as Annabelle Lucy, Rico E. Anderson as Benjamin, Jennifer Lynn Warren as Spearmint Sally, Kate Page as her suspiciously constant companion Darlene, Ryan Smith as Schrodinger, Tim Blaney as Snooby the anthropomorphic basset hound, Rob Maynard as Slabo the Handsome, Frank Conniff as President Ronald Crump, Kirk R. Thatcher as the Polychrome Death, and Frank Dietz as gothic horror cartoonist Edgar Allan Poe. Original Bossa Nova walking theme by Willie T. Golden. Promotional poster art by Daniel Vincent Bigelow. Production copyright 2020 by The Damn Dirty Drive-In. And, uh, and, uh, the Gettysburg Address. (laughs) (laughs)